you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. One hundred sixty-seven days in space, over thirty-eight hours performing spacewalks, traveling more than six million miles, making hundreds of orbits about the Earth. But how did I get there? This is the making of an ordinary spaceman. I'm Clayton C. Anderson, and these are my stories. Today, we are here with another episode of the podcast, The Making of an Ordinary Spaceman. And as we all know, after having listened to previous episodes, we talk about things that and people that helped make me the person that I am today and the person who was fortunate enough to be selected uh, to fly in space as a United States astronaut. So today, it's an honor to have a very special person in my life here with us, um, he is from Arkansas, uh, originally from Grand Island, Nebraska. He is Stephen Fructal, and Steve was my roommate uh, at Hastings College during my first, well, we were roommates for the first two years, and then we stayed in the same dorm, but we became resident assistants. So, And the biggest thing is we played football together for four years, and we were also in a lot of classes. So, Steve, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, The Making of an Ordinary Spaceman. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. It's good to have you. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel honored. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm honored to have you, dude. I was about that you helped me more in college than I helped you. So, I mean, this is this is this is great. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. So, So, the first thing I want you to do for the listeners out there is tell us or tell them a little bit about uh, who Steve Fructal is. Um, you know, kind of a, a little sh- short one or two minute synopsis of your of your life so far. Okay. Well, he's a guy that uh, he almost didn't get to meet. Um, start, grew up in Grand Island, <clears throat> played football in junior high, but didn't play a lot, didn't start. So, didn't play in high school until my senior year. Um, a lot of you may know from Grand Island, Ken Fisher was the football coach at Grand Island High. He was also my teacher, junior in high school, and when I was starting to lift weights, was his weightlifting assistant. So I started packing on some muscle, and Ken says, why are you not playing football? <laughs> because I, I was on the team in our junior high, and I didn't play. I'm not going to put in the time and not start when I can get a part-time job and make money. He <laughs> says, son, I'll guarantee you, I'll make a spot for you. <laughs> so, you know, I thought to myself, well, I would like to let her in something before I get out of high school. So I went out for football and, you know, it's pretty much that. Schools came, colleges came calling and Stone was on the top of the list. Kearney State was there and Coach Moppin came in late. 
offered a little bit more money and <laughs> there you go. Hastings College. Um, after that, graduated from Hastings, took a job in Arkansas and Georgia for a couple of years and ended up back in Arkansas. Yeah. How many years were you, um, total did you work, uh, for, um, the Campbell's? Campbell's. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Campbell's at first, right? You worked for, yeah, it was Campbell's at first. I was hired out of, out of uh, college. I that actually went to school in Lincoln, but was familiar with Hastings college. He came to the campus and I had Greg Barron's and I actually both on the same day. So I spent six years in Fayetteville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then transferred to a plant in Douglas, Georgia for about six years there and transferred back to Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I worked with Campbell Soup, and then it eventually turned into Vlasic Foods, Pinnacle Foods. Yeah. And in 2008, I took a job with ConAgra down in Russellville and worked there till 2020. That's when I, when I retired. All right. So he's a fellow retiree. Yes, sir, and I'm loving it. <laughs> so we're going to go backwards now, Steve, and, and we're going to okay. – reach back and I know you know given your age just like me that memory is tough for us these days but I have my recollection of the first day we you and I met and so first I want to hear your recollection of that day if you remember it and uh tell everybody about that situation and scenario well you and I were we corresponded I can't remember if it was by a phone call or by letter over the summer Mm-hmm. You know, we were assigned roommates and right. I saw, you know, I think I may have called you or something, got a phone number. We talked and said, you know, what kind of things, you know, do we want to put in the room and all that stuff. And we kind of got that all settled. And then the, the football team had to report early for three right. days. Yep. So we're all there, you know, reporting to the dorms. As, as I remember, you were there first. I think you were there first. Actually, because you'd already put the piece of plywood up above the two closets, oh. and you had your stereo up. See, Steve had all the cool stuff. He had all the gadgets. I didn't have diddly. Yeah. I had one of those little oh. pots that you plugged in that boiled the water. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Steve had the, the stereo system and the speakers, and, and he had a, a what, what did TV. we call it, eight-track table player and a TV. And, and when we walked in the door of our dorm room, there were two closets on the side, and on the ledge of the closets, he had measured and cut a piece of plywood that fit in there perfectly, so it gave us a perfect shelf above our doors when we walked in to put the stereo equipment up. I remember that, and so I'm pretty sure you were there before me. Okay. I, th- I just remember somebody, and I, I thought it was you, because when I got there in my little green Mustang, yep. you know, to help unload, and I, and I, and I know my folks, one of my folks was there, too, I think, helping. I think it was somebody, your dad. Some, Huh? My dad was there, and I, I don't know. I think your dad was there, but he had left already. I'm pretty okay. sure. I know somebody was helping take stuff into the, you know, into the rooms mm-hmm. for me, you know, helping us. So, so what did you think of this roommate when he walked in the door? What what'd you, what were you thinking? Holy crap! Well, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, <laughs> just you know, good looking kid. I thought from you know. I mean, we knew, I knew you were from Ashland. I right. didn't know a whole lot about, you know, but once we, you know, I think we went to, to our football meal, you know, our meals that night and we were start talking and stuff and hanging out and man, I got me a winner here. So that's what I thought. I mean, we were pretty blessed between we, you and I, we, were, we seemed very compatible. I yes, mean, I agree. And, and we took, we were on a similar 
sort of a similar uh, educational path. We both were into math um, and those sort of things. So we took all that math stuff uh, together for the most part. And I don't know if you remember, but I remember the first day we had calculus every morning at eight o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I remember going into calculus. We went into this temporary building, which was where the calc room was. And the guy teaching us was Dr. Dale Barron's. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when Steve and I, we went to class together because we were roomies. So we go to, into class and we're sitting in this like trailer. <laughs> it was we, a trailer, double wide. And we sat in our chairs. We just picked a couple chairs, right? And we're looking at the front and there's these three kids in the very front row. You remember this? And they were all high school kids from Hastings High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I- and there was, I, I kind of felt, I kind of felt myself a little stupid here, being here, being you know older, and then you got these young punks sitting in the front of the class. And they, they were the young punks that did all their homework. They turned everything mm. in on on time, if not early, and they they just were the they were geniuses apparently. Oh, they must have been. And of course, they destroyed the curve anytime we took a test. <laughs> Those are the ones that, you know, they take those, they consider that an AP class, I guess. And they, you know, instead yeah. of a 4.0, they get a 5.0. So, you know, these kids are getting 4.4 GPAs, you know. I'm like, how does that happen on a 4.0 <laughs> scale? You know? Exactly. And, and of course, Barron's was the teacher that we came in one day and the heat was off or something and it was wintertime and cold and he had us all get up and do jumping jacks. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> they were, the Barron's family – Dale yeah. and his wife, Elizabeth. Liz. Yeah, Liz, Liz, yeah. Liz, 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 uh, were yeah. extremely intelligent. They were great instructors and good people, right? They were I, good people. I don't know that I ever met anyone in at the Hastings College. They, they invited me into their home many times, not mm-hmm. only for academic stuff, but just for, like, Thanksgiving creed or, you know, just it was, it was, it was cool. So let's talk, since we're, we're at our freshman year, kind of, Showing Hold on up. a second. I gotta, I gotta say something after you were talking about Uh-oh. Dale Barron's class, yeah. calculus class. What did we do when we came back to the dorm after calculus? Oh, we took a nap every day. Well, what would we do before that? Oh, we'd put in uh, either the Eagles or Kansas on your uh, your uh, VCR meatloaf. or no eight trap or meatloaf, and we'd yeah. listen to music till we fell asleep. Because <laughs> then we had to wake up and go over to the practice facility for I think what four o'clock practice or yeah. something like that. Is that what you're okay, talking this about? Is, does this sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Sanfordson. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude! I forgot about Sanford and after Son. math class. Sanford Son came on like at nine o'clock. That was a must. That was a must see every every time. Oh, I was thinking in the afternoon when what what do we have oh, in the no, afternoon? Was, when we we had a class in the afternoon, we'd come back and take a nap and listen to. We the did music. take a nap and then went over to football practice. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what that was. Yeah, Sanford Sun was the must do after after uh, after calculus. Yeah, because our my brain was fried. <laughs> you did some entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. So the that, old black and white, the old black and white TV, uh, the little portable. Yeah, oh I remember. yeah, probably nine inch screen, something like that. I think the only thing I contributed to our uh, college room besides the water heater was my mom would send me a big old 
one of those big old ice cream tubs and it was empty from ice cream, but she mixed up that uh, chocolate, hot chocolate mix with oh, yeah. with powdered milk and chocolate and right. all that. She yeah. mixed a whole big thing and then we could make hot yeah, chocolate. I remember that. Scoop it into our cups and eat the water. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so there you go. That was my contribution yeah. to, to society. <laughs> I, I just always had a lot of pressure on keeping my side of the room neat because you're, you're, I mean, you made me feel bad about your meatless. I was like, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> How to make the bed and everything, <laughs> but those were those were good things. See, I was a good inf- were, influence they, on you, right? They keep you disciplined, right? Well, let's talk discipline. Let's talk football for a second, and uh, what it was like for us our freshman year. I have a couple things I remember explicitly, but I want to see what you think. Okay. Do you want me to start with? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I mean, it, Cause it, you, it was intimidating. You were me. good. You could play. I was not that good. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> I played one year of high school football, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was, I felt I was semi-coached. Right. I played defense, you know, through, through my whole year at Grand Island Senior High. So I come to Hastings, and I really I, I really don't know what I'm doing. Right. And, I, and there were times when I felt like I wasn't being coached by – you know, as much as I love Bill Dudley, you know, the defensive line coaches, they just say, sit in this gap and do, do this, you know. But as far as technique and stuff like that, you know, that, that kind of came, I guess, a little bit of time. But um, first year, you know, and then after the first two or three games, you know, getting to play a little bit, I, I started getting a little bit better mm-hmm. um, with the help, you know, more help from them. But, I mean, I, I was intimidated. You know, right? I was too. Dale Oker and Webster Van Valkenburg. I mean, <laughs> these and you know, some of the, the offensive linemen. I can't remember the one fellow's name, but he kicked my butt. And he was a senior. You know. Oh yes. And he had a locker right next to me. You know, right next to me. Um, <laughs> good guy, but just like, oh, I got to line up against this guy again. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it, it made me better. You know. Sure. Well, and my my thought from uh, freshman football with you was I was a tailback and Steve was a defensive tackle, right? Yes. And uh, so I had to run scout team all the time, which meant I'd run the other team's plays and uh, pretty much the defense knew what was coming for the most part. And I remember one play in particular, I get the ball from whatever quarterback of the day was, maybe Dan Dudley back then, if you remember Dan. And he hands me the ball, and I take the ball, and I run toward the line, and this freight train hits me (laughs) and plants me on my ass directly on my back. And face mask to face mask, I look up, and there's my roommate, Steve Fructo, and he looks at me, and he smiles, and he says, we'll talk about this one back at the dorm. (laughs) That must have been one of of them lookout blocks. I, I didn't. I nobody can cuss me, but it was pretty uh, pretty violent collision that I remember. <laughs> uh, it was fun. I, it, I do remember that. And uh, for those of you out there listening, Steve uh, was a pretty damn good football player at Hastings College. He's in the Hall of Fame. There uh, was an NAIA All American and uh, was faster than anyone his size should be because I remember in track run one year or two years that you ran the, what they called the fat man's relay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because of your speed, we always did pretty well. And that's, I mean, of course I'm a lot bigger now than I was then, but, um, 
I think they time me like at a four seven forty, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran. I kept one of the, one of the other halfbacks, tailbacks. We ran, and I mean, it was pretty much head to head deal. So I always wanted to carry the ball, but you know, they just <laughs> wouldn't let me. Cause they hey, said no. In today's football world, maybe they'd throw you a pass, right? <laughs> maybe you know, put me in the backfield. And, let me plow one in there from a half yard out, you know? So how did, so f- as a football player and an academic, right, you were, you were not a slouch. Uh, S- Steve and I took our studies pretty seriously um, and our football as well. I mean, we, we did what we were needed to do or what we were coached to do, but we were scholar athletes. And so Steve, as a scholar athlete at Hastings College, using the two venues, athletics and academics, what are the types of things that you think Hastings gave to you and to me that helped build us and help make me a person that would one day become an astronaut? What kind of, uh, prof- you know, there may be individual professors, there may be, but, but things about Hastings College that stand out to you? Well, to me, they let you be you. I mean, with encouragement. I mean, I got that from football. I got, you know, I just feel I got the opportunity, I guess. Mm-hmm biggest thing and what I made from it, what you made it, made from it from there. You know, I mean, we were both motivated. Um, football was just a means for me to get my education. Right. You know, it paid for not everything, you know, cause I couldn't pay for everything back then, but you know, paid for half um, of, of everything. And it just gave me that opportunity. And then the, the folks, our coaches Clay, you know, were, great i mean they of course they had they had their faults too but right <laughs> you like to make fun of their faults you know um <clears throat> professors the thing i liked about hastings was the size of the classes the professors took interest in you on a personal basis like i said not only for your academics which they did push of course but it invites you into their homes yeah i mean there's there was no no place like it you know absolutely they, i was offered to walk on to Nebraska, and I took a, you know, took a there and looked at classes. I'm looking at, you know, 150 people in a math class and 150 people in a, you know, beginning accounting class. They're not, they don't know, and more likely it was not the, the professor that was teaching the class. I mean, Hastings was was my gig. I mean, once you know. I, Went to, looked at classes there and the sizes and, and things like that. I said, man, is this the closest, the closest to Grand Island. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you there. I think that uh, uh, I had thought about going to Nebraska as well. Um, I had an opportunity to walk on there, I think, more as a punter than anything else. But I remember mm-hmm. talking to a guy from Ashland that had gone there uh, the year before me, and I said, well, what's it like? And he told me the same mm-hmm. thing, man. You go into a class in Calculus 1, and there's 150 mm-hmm. kids in there. And uh, I just – I was too naive and too uh, unsophisticated, I think, to be able to go into that environment and survive. And going to Hastings then, um, that one-on-one, that that cordial atmosphere with instructors right. being willing to be your friend and your instructor, uh, I think that was very important. Uh, to both of us, and especially to me in the physics department when uh, Clyde Sackleben and Carl Throckmorton began to take me under their wing and right. see that maybe I had something going on there. Um, Good guys. Tell me, tell me one thing. I want you to share the right and left hand story. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> be careful how we you were, share it because you don't know we who will be listening. <laughs> we were juniors, I think, that year. And we were, pract- we were on the practice field, football practice. Of course, I was on defense. And as part of the defense, I was on special teams punt return. Mm-hmm. So Coach Roberts calls for punt return right, which means that you hold up your offensive lineman for a count, and then you run to the right, kind of form a line. I'm supposed to follow the defensive end. Another defensive tackle follows me and kind of make a set up a wall for blocking. Well, <laughs> Mr. Intelligent Fructal decides to turn left instead of right. I plow over whoever was behind me plus the next guy. So I've blocked two of our own guys. <laughs> And Coach Roberts unleashes a, a little tongue lashing of some profanities and says, Fructal, <laughs> GD it, can't you tell right from left? <laughs> so, hmm, boy, I didn't feel good. You know, you don't, nobody likes to get chewed out, right? They're right. embarrassed. Right, in front of everybody else. So he says, run it again. We ran it again. I don't know if you remember Craig Simpson. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he came the wrath of my punishment <laughs> because I got it right. And he was running down, and I kind of caught him under the shoulder and rolled him up next to Coach Roberts' feet. <laughs> and I mentioned to him, I think that was a little better, huh, Coach? <laughs> Coach Roberts didn't say anything. But the next day for practice, on my on my pads, my arm pads, I put a big R and big L. <laughs> it marks a lot <laughs> on my pads. And did you, Coach Roberts? Coach Roberts didn't think that was too funny. But anyway, that's the left and right story. It was, I mean, it was it was funny. I thought you you plowed him over too once. No, I laid him. I laid. I just remember Craig Simpson rolled about three times, and he just rolled right up, right up against Coach Roberts. Oh, okay. He didn't, didn't knock him down, but I, you know, I wish it would have. <laughs> but I, I told Craig after afterwards, "Man, I'm sorry." And he just, you know, don't piss off Rockton. <laughs> and then uh, we had a cal- or a differential equations instructor named Jim Stanley, and. Uh, Quite, quite another. He was a bit more eccentric, perhaps, uh, uh, from many of the professors <laughs> we had, but very intelligent. Oh, and uh, uh, I think the thing, the stories I remember of us, the two of us taking differential equations from him as we'd go into class. I remember he was writing on the board some crazy, huge, long proof, and he he got to a certain point and he just stared at it for a while. I don't know if you remember this. And uh, usually he would finish everything with QED, right? Quote, Mm -hmm. Eobrot, demonstratum, right? We have demonstrated that we got it right or whatever. And he he wrote CTFM on there instead of QED. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that. Yeah, and and we so we're sitting there going, what are you doing? I mean, we're all lost, right? And nobody, even the smartest people in the room, knew what the hell was going on. And so eventually he stands there and he looks back, he writes CTFM at the bottom and he turns, he looks at us and he stands there. We go, what, what is that? What is CTFM? And he says, consult the F and manual. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one. No, I don't. Yeah. And of course, then you had a successful game uh, one Saturday where you picked up a fumble. 
and you ran it all the way back for a touchdown, which would lead to what? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? So, no. Go yeah. ahead. So when uh, Stanley then, when we go into class and we'd always give him crap about Tom Osborne because Tom Osborne lost uh, every time we played Oklahoma during our time yeah. in college, Coach Osborne was struggling to get Nebraska to, to be able to beat Oklahoma. Right. And, and then Jim Stanley would explain to us the story from the winter when Osborne was a student at Hastings College and Stanley had slipped on the ice and fallen and broken his hip. Oh, yeah. You yeah. remember that? Yeah. And, and so Osborne found Stanley laying there, I guess, and picked mm-hmm. him up and carried right. this professor to the infirmary. So we could never say anything bad about Tom Osborne to Jim Stanley and he because he'd give us crap right back. The business, yeah. But the, but the way we kind of broke through all that was the day that you carried that fumble back for a touchdown and we came into ca- uh, differential equations class the next Monday and Stanley ca- gave you a nickname. Yeah. And, and, and you have to remember there was like six of us in this class. Right. Very small class. Absolutely. You know, there was like you and me and Miriam Eckblade and uh-huh. the other gal that had the long hair. Can't remember what her, her name was. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Dr. Stanley, he, he turns to the class and says, I see we have a new student in class today. <laughs> We're all looking around. Well, no, it's the same six people here. You know, what's he talking about? He's losing it. And he says, yeah, TD Fructal right there. <laughs> He embar- I mean, it it, sh- it did embarrass me, but it, I mean, I caught it. It was a little off guard, but I mean, and he just goes, <laughs> yeah. you know, that little hoot 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 laugh. Yeah, yeah. Teeny fructal. Yeah, yeah. He kind of caught me off guard on that one. But that I think exemplifies what we talked about yes. before. That that Hastings wasn't just uh, a school, right? It was right. a. It was a family of sorts and a place where we could be who we are and we could grow into the people that we are today. So I want to shift a little bit here and I want to talk about your father and my father Uh, in that I know how much my dad simply loved to see you and talk sports with you and The story I relate to people is uh, when my dad used to come to track meets at Hastings College, and he always wore in the in the early spring when it was cooler. He had his Hastings hat, and he had Mm -hmm. his Hastings jacket, and then he wore a stopwatch around his neck, and so that was cool to him because he'd get in free, and he thought that was just the biggest thing that (laughs) oh they thought I was a coach and they let me in free, but he always came early because he wanted to see you throw the javelin, and I think that um, one of the cool things for me. Uh, being your roommate and being your friend was was how cool I thought it was that my dad uh, thought you were pretty pretty big stuff, and yeah. uh, it always made me feel good about that. And then if we shift that to your father Lou and the relationship he and I were able to have, uh, which was in my mind also very cool. I I just thought the world of him. Uh, and the fact that I could be a part of his life through you and through your right. sisters and through your brothers and through your mom, um, I just think that's a very special aspect of all of this. I did. Uh, I lucked out when, yeah. it, when it comes, you know, meeting up and 
your dad, like you said, having an interest in me. I mean, we, you know, we'd leave football games and go back to the dorm. You know, your mom and your dad, my mom and my dad, you know, siblings, maybe, you know, I know Kirby would be there. Mm -hmm. Um, But just talking to your dad and, and knowing every, practically every play of the game, you know, <laughs> I mean, it just, in a war in my heart, it made me feel good, you know, that he was watching and, and would have, you know, good things to say about it. And, um, and I know you had my conversation with my dad, and I'm like, I wonder if I asked my dad what happened on this play, if he, if he knew, <laughs> you know, because your dad knew. I mean, you know, just any, he's, you know, tell it from how he saw it. And he'd had that, uh, he had that little, <laughs> you know, that little laugh, you know, at the uh-huh. end that he would, you know, just chuckle if I nailed somebody, you know, and he remembered it. He just, he got him. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just cool. Well, and it's, it's also, I think important, you know, for where I ended up on a rocket ship going to space that, uh, that both of us had solid, parental family units uh definitely with strong dads right and and a strong father in a home is is very important to success i think and then the fact that we could share our fathers in that way uh was also beneficial to both of us and especially then to me uh as i went on to become an astronaut so all of this is indicative in my mind of family and not just immediate family, right? Extended right. family and how you can find family and great relationships anywhere you go uh, if you work at it. Yeah. My folks, whenever I, you know, I'd say, I'm going to come up this weekend or something, you know, from school. And they, they would always, is Clay coming with you? And they, will, <laughs> they always want to see Clay. You know, I said, well, you know, I don't think so. But, you know, but, you know they, they enjoy that, their time with you too. So I, I can tell you that. And uh, Steve, you're right. the, the family, the Hastings College family, I mean, and your family, I mean, that's like I said, we, we just, you know, when they drew our numbers to be roomies, I mean, it was, you know, top notch. Yeah. Whoever I, did that, you know. I agree. Uh, you know, I know that when we became resident assistants and we had to live, well, we didn't have to, but we chose to live because we could get our own room at that time. Uh, right. I stayed on the first floor, I believe. And I, we were on opposite wings. Mm-hmm. I think I was on, you were on the east wing and I was on the west wing first. Yes. And then the next year, I M- think, moved senior up. year, I went, up, I went up, to the, up to the zoo, up to the third floor. Right. And I think I was on, I might have been on the second floor. Did you go floor. to the second floor? I think I did. senior year? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we had but guys. We still, I mean, we still kept in touch, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the, the best thing about it, you know, so. Well, football was such a great bonding experience for us in that, uh, you know, if we, if our cl- as we got older, our classes started to div- diverge a bit. I was doing right. the physics thing. You were doing the math and the uh, business Business. accounting and, Mm -hmm. um, and so our class load changed, but we always could find ourselves back together again on the football field and and chatting about big hits and stupid things and, and Bill Teal, um, right. You know, which I, I look back on Bill Teal, um, who was a special needs person. Uh, Bill lived very near to the football field in a, uh, in a special needs home. And he would come across, what was it, every Friday or most many Fridays, and he would practice with us. The, the team had a uniform for him and a helmet. And uh, Bill would come out there, and uh, we would always find a way to run a play for Bill such that he could score a touchdown on Friday. 
and I think that was my first exposure to that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel good to see him succeed and smile and laugh. Uh, and uh, it opened my eyes to something different that a small town kid from Ashland, Nebraska hadn't seen yet. Right. And the same here. I mean, we did have some guys that didn't treat Bill like, you know, he he was, you know, you know, he was, I would say bullied, you know, for no other word, you know, from, and I I just didn't like, you know, didn't, didn't like that, you know, and and, and at times didn't speak up like I should have when I saw it going on, you know, same with me. That's one thing I felt bad about, you know, I mean, he didn't know any better. I mean, he just wanted a can of Pepsi, you know. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I forgot about that. <laughs> hang out with the guys, you know. <laughs> so, you know, yep. some of the guys just didn't treat him like he deserved. No, I agree. I, I think it was uh, a great kudo to the coaching staff that they involved him as much as they did and as often as they could. Um, right. Because I found it as something that really warmed my heart that we could be a part of that, and right. and it I look back then on that and compare it to when they had the young boy at Nebraska, right, uh, who was battling brain cancer, uh, who's now doing great, yes, but unfortunately lost his father. Uh, but when they had him in the spring game and and they put him out for a play and he ran for a touchdown mm-hmm. and it was on ESPN and all over the place, I, yeah. I think it's a good lesson for all of us to learn about sharing and giving back. Yeah. It warms your heart, but it, it did, you know, we love seeing Bill smile because you know, not many times would he smile, you know, I mean, we just didn't know what he was thinking most times, but there were times when he'd hit that big, you know, big old smile on his face and just, he's happy today. Absolutely. Know? So and hanging out with us was, was good for him. Oh, that's the most definite and, and, uh, for us too, you know, he used to just shake yeah, his head, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he kind of stopped his feet, you know, yeah. when, when he his arms up and down, wasn't getting what he wanted. <laughs> he won that damn can of Pepsi. <laughs> so let's change the, uh, the stride here a little bit. And I want okay. to, I want to probe your thoughts about now we were apart for a long time simply because our lives moved in different directions and you went off to Georgia and Arkansas and uh, I was down in Houston doing the NASA thing Uh, and it would turn out that my in-laws would move to Bentonville or near Mm -hmm. near Bentonville and build a home uh, which brought me back to uh, Arkansas so we could hook up again and we could you know kind of rekindle our relationship which then ultimately led to the time that uh i launched into space so tell our listeners your thoughts about how going from college roommate and football teammate to watching a guy launch in space how that affected you what that meant to you those kind of things well when i found out you were in the astronaut training for i was no more proud than like your mom or dad. I mean, I was so proud that I, Hey, I know somebody that's going to be an astronaut. You know, Thank this you. is great. Um, when it came time that you got announced that you were going on a mission, going on a flight, you know, you could have sent all the stuff that how to get tickets. Well, I couldn't get off work. <laughs> I was pissed. I remember I, mean, I, I almost quit because <laughs> I was so pissed. 
Anyway, Mackenzie, my daughter, went with, I think Karen may have gone, my sister. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember Diane went to in my place. Right. And they kind of had on the phone the sound of the show once you were taking off. But I, I mean, <clears throat> for one, I was scared, sure. you know, for you. Um, hoping things went well, of course, with the flight. Then again, I was pissed because I wasn't there to see it because I'm holding the phone like a foot away from my ear and it's just, you know, just the sound of the shuttle taking off. But, I mean, it was, it, it was awesome. So getting this, you know, the second opportunity, if I had to quit my job, I'm going to, going to watch the second one. Yeah, that was the only reason I was wanting to fly twice so that you get a chance to go watch. Well, I'm glad that you, you did that. You persuaded somebody, somebody's butt up there, got it done so I could see the second one. But the second one was even more amazing to me because it was a early, the early morning, like a 6 a.m. or, and it was dark and you could see it. You know I mean? We could see you on forever. It's like with the, the, the light. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And the sound of just being there, you know, and just hoping, like, again, hoping things went well, you know, couldn't have been more proud. Wow. People that, you know, I know somebody that was on a space station and, um, you know, you, you can always go to new places or new meetings. They said, tell us something we don't know about you. Well, that would be one of the things. Well, and, and one of my highlights was doing the uh, video conference with you guys uh, later in the mission. Yes. And, and that's- that, that, that was another thing I remember, too, was McKenzie and I were walking around Lake Fayetteville one afternoon. It was a nice day. and My phone rings, and it's a number <laughs> I don't recognize. You don't remember this? Uh, keep going. I, I'm pretty uh, sure. It, I it's a number I don't recognize. So I'm like, hmm, don't recognize this number, you know. He left a voicemail message. Oh, it must be somebody. Somebody wants something. It was a Saturday. I pick it. I, so I play the voice message. And they said, you know, this is such and such from NASA. You call us back. Clay, Clayton Anderson would like to speak to you from the space station, International Space Station. I'm like, what the hell? What? <laughs> He's trying to call me from the space station? <laughs> yeah. So I said, I. You know, we sat down a bench, I called back, and they hooked me up with you, and we're, we talked probably five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, who else can say they got a call from the dang space station? Not many. <laughs> well, the bill is in the mail, by the way. It was a collect call. It, and- I would imagine. <laughs> I'd have to declare for bankruptcy. So make sure you pay your uh, taxes this April, and that'll cover, yeah, they, that'll cover the, the call. <laughs> they don't hold it out, hold it out of my taxes. Huh? That was awesome. I mean, you know, when we were talking, I could hear all these beeps and different stuff, you know, from the, I guess the computers or whatever, from the, whatever noise was making. And, you know, you hear that in the background. I said, man, this ain't no joke. He really is talking from, you know, up there. This ain't no pre-recorded stuff on here. Yeah. Those are, it was a, those are some awesome. the coolest things was the, the ability that we had to call folks like you, right? I could call friends and family and, uh, Sometimes I would get you live, and that was awesome. But sometimes I'd miss people, like Sackleburn. One time I called him at Hastings and missed him, but I left him a message, right? And he would, yeah. he could replay that message over and over again. And uh, I think 
for me, sharing that journey and that mission path with as many people as possible on the ground was one of the things that was most meaningful to me as an astronaut and as a Nebraskan. So uh, I'm grateful for having having you guys around and willing to take that call. <laughs> you could have just no, blown it, it was, off again. It was, it was awesome. I mean, you know, <laughs> and once once you became an astronaut is when I really started paying more attention to that program and what they do and like when you were in the space station, I mean, I, you know, found some, I wasn't at app at that time, but found something, you know, that showed where the space station was traveling at what time. Mm-hmm. And I go outside, Hey, there, you know, there's clay right there. There you can see it. You know, you can see it going by I'm flying over Arkansas. Or, you know, it was just neat knowing that you knew somebody up there, you know? Right. And, and it's important that, that mission, that activity brings somebody like you closer to the space program. And, and right. the more people that understand what it is we're doing when we're up there and how dangerous it is and, and when it is successful that it's not easy, uh, then the more people understand why it's important to continue to fund uh, right. what NASA does. So, uh, And McKinsey has taken the – I mean, she's – you know, since she got to see – two of your launches. You got to see both of your launches because she, she made the first trip. Then she, we traveled down again with some other friends on the second trip. Mm-hmm. She's really taking an interest in, in the space travel. And, you know, with these new millionaires and stuff going up, she's watching all these <laughs> new, new launches and all this stuff and their, you know, their new, their new rockets and all this stuff. She's got a big telescope and, you know, so. is, she, is she saving her money so she can go? Uh, on how much you need, but she she may be getting close. Who knows? She's pretty tight one. I don't know. It's uh in the bill in the millions, so she's uh, she ain't there yet. <laughs> so as we uh, wrap up here today on uh, this podcast episode, I, I want to ask you. Uh, this is an important question, and I want you to be totally honest, and I want you to tell any clay stories that you want to share that we haven't talked about already, if you have any, and they can be good or they can be bad. Okay, so a little thought into this. I couldn't think of anything bad, really, about you. Oh, really. wow. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, can you? I mean, oh, yeah. of, all the years, of all the years that we've known each other, have we really had a dis- I don't even know that we've had a disagreement about anything. Really. Oh, no. When we were, no. Even when we were roommates. Right. You know, if we had a date coming over the room, I'd say, I'm going over the library for an hour, you know, give me an hour, you know, what? I mean, we were always respectful of that, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's the one time and I, I got to tell this story. <laughs> it was, we were seniors. We were wrapping up our year. And I think it was Thursday three furs, if I'm not mistaken at the slammer. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it was at least two furs. <laughs> I don't... Been, it was either two furs or three furs. You get two or three drinks for the price of one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirby, and you and me head to the slammer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were the lightweight that night. I was always the lightweight. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you drank that much because I mean you were you were doing what you needed to do. I mean you were studying. Um, Kirby, I, I didn't drink as much as 
I think Kirby drank more than I did. Of course, we were trying to get you to keep up, you know, because your <laughs> drinks were kind of piling up. Oh, I know. I had a there uh, in front of me. is like every time <laughs> these guys would pound their drinks, and the guy would bring three more, yeah. and, and I'd have all these glasses that were full yeah. filling up in front of me. It was crazy. Well, you know, it was pretty busy. So whenever, whenever the waitress or the cocktail waitress, hey, you know, while you're at it, bring us, you know, so here we <laughs> stack them up, you know. <laughs> I was, you know, designating driving, so I was kind of trying to keep it, you know, keep it down <laughs> a little bit. And uh, we went, we get back, and we go to Bellevue House because they yeah. had a late night. I think it was, it was it exam week or something, yes. maybe? Yeah, because I, uh, I had to take the graduate record exam in physics the next morning. I knew that. Now, that wasn't part of, of finals week, but it was finals right. week. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, finals week, and I think I'd wrap up my finals maybe. And uh, we got you over to Bellevue House and tried to get some coffee and some some food <laughs> in you. And we, Kirby and I, end up kind of holding you by the arms, the elbows or shoulders, and kind of walk you back over to Brock and put you to bed. So that's not how I remember. That was my, that's my claim. Well, how you remember? No, I remember everything except the walking me back but now that you remind me i remember that part too i know that <laughs> we went through they had food at bellevue right yes and and as we went through the line that was a struggle and then and then the other thing i remember is being a neophyte drinker like that you guys kept telling me no matter how bad you have to go to the bathroom don't go don't, don't start yeah. and I, I looked at you guys like what and they go no just trust us and no matter how mm. hard you have to go to the bathroom do not go and you know, it wasn't too many rounds in, in my lightweight state that I said, I, I got to go to the bathroom. I can't, no, no, don't go. I'm going to the, and I went to the bathroom and then I never stopped. It was like the floodgates. over there, back over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I spent the rest of the night in thinking the bathroom pretty much. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think I hurled. Yeah, though. that was, that was, that was my one story that was a little bit out of character for Clayton Anderson. <laughs> Because, I mean, you, you were just so, you know, driven and disciplined and, um, you know, you had, you had your goals. I mean, you know, you, you had to, you had to get that done and I understand, you know, I mean, college is tough, you know, with football and, and you, you did a lot more stuff. I mean, you were involved in student government, you were involved in, you know, other, other stuff too. And, you know, I, I, I played football and did my studies, you know, luckily I had, I, I had enough money saved for my summer job where I didn't have to work mm-hmm. well during the year after football anywhere. But even at that, it was tough. So, I mean, I understand. I mean, you had, you took the time to make Hastings college better for what you did. I think you, you won the Bronco award for right that year, yep. right. For mm-hmm. outstanding contributions to the, to the campus. It was a, campus-wide vote so i mean people knew you knew what you did respect you and you got what you deserved wow thank you for those kind words and and, you know for those listening steve as seniors we were headed to aurora nebraska for a weekend football retreat and uh at some hotel complex you know one of those old uh motor motels where all the rooms were around a big central core and uh, that I think it was either the weekend before or the weekend after your house got smashed by a, a tornado. So, um, and and to know Steve and to see how Steve 
how solidly he dealt with that. He and his family dealt with that, with uh, nary a negative thing, right? They they just took it in stride. They they knew that they would recover. They knew that everything would get back to normal eventually. And uh, that's one of the things I respect about you the most is that you have have such a an even keel and a solid attitude. Um, and I don't think you've. That, that you've ever said a, a bad word about anybody. So uh, I am honored to have you as my friend. I was blessed, as you said, to have you as yeah. my roommate. And uh, I'm even more blessed to have known all the members of your family. So, Same here. so thank you uh, for being a part of my life, Buffalo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was his nickname at Hastings college. And uh, thanks for the memories, my friend and keep in touch and uh, we'll see you down the road. Okay, sounds good, Clay. I had fun. Please rate, review, follow, and subscribe as it helps others find my podcast. Thank you for listening. And a special thank you to my dear friend Chip Davis of Mannheim Steamroller fame for the use of his talents and music. A Huda Media Production.